0: Recording, and this is a special holiday bonus episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is uh, 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 Abe. What's up? It's Christmas in the Hollis. That's right. We're <laughs> back here. We're doing a special episode for The Adventures of Tintin because we just need to get these out because why not? Out now as a film podcasters as Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a retro view that has to do with the main film of the week, games and other fun stuff. Uh, joining us tonight to discuss The Adventures of Tintin is writer for Damn Dirty Blog and former owner of his own human centipede, Jordan Grout.
1: <laughs> Happy Hanukkah! Thank you. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: yeah, you're welcome.
0: Okay, as I said, yeah, we're going to talk about 1010 tonight. It's a bonus episode. A um, few announcements iTunes reviews. You know, I like saying this. It's fun to get them, which would be cool. You know, go on iTunes, give us a rating or a review. It would be super sweet, super simple to do. Um, we also have more bonus episodes coming, another holiday one that's going to focus on the best, best family film of them all, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That should be coming probably shortly after the Tintin episode. And we still have our zombie episodes that we're doing with the WDTV podcast. So, you know, stay tuned for all that. And, you know, back in, then in January, we'll get back to our regular kind of our shows because we are all looking forward to Mark Wahlberg's contraband, I'm sure. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. But anyway, let's get to it. Okay, do a little know everybody, where we try to set the tone for the podcast by asking each other a few questions and get to, you know, know everybody. So I'm going to start. Abe, yes. Tintin, boy adventurer or the most naive adult ever? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to go with the latter. The <laughs> most
2: naive adult ever, because uh, I don't know any boys who, who have little 9mm pistols and go off on adventures and live in their own apartments. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that was, that's a good question. <laughs>
0: Could be a sweet hostel he's in or something.
2: <laughs> With a very blasé landlady. <laughs> All right, uh, Jordan. Um, yes. Andy circus is in the Adventures of Tintin. Now,
1: he certainly is.
2: would it have been cooler to see the Adventures of Smeagol or the Adventures of Captain Haddock?
1: Oh, the Adventures of Sneagle.
0: <laughs> so, so Sneagle has like uh, well, it's still in the Shire, right? That kind. Of, it's like uh, it's l- oh yeah. <laughs> it's like him growing up. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. It'd be all in the dark. As an as, as an awkward teenager. <laughs> Those years. <laughs> with his, with his pet dog. <laughs> it's like emaciated.
1: <laughs> um. All right. This can go to either one of you. Okay. Favorite Peter Jackson non Lord of the Rings film.
0: I unabashedly love King Kong so much. Yeah. Um, I really am a big fan of that movie. I saw it many times in theaters because it's such a great spectacle film. And um, yeah, King Kong. I love The Frighteners as well. And Dead Alive is just, oh my god, that's an amazing zombie film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, no lovely bones, love?
0: Just, that <laughs> definitely sucks. Keircher Ronin t- is pretty cool. Abe?
2: The Frighteners. Thought, I, I forgot he did The Frighteners. That was actually pretty cool. The one with uh, Michael J. Fox.
0: Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah seeing all those be... dead guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. That's, that's like Charlie Ermy. That's like The Sweet Ghostbusters 4 movie that's never going to happen. Aww. Jordan. Yes. Snowy. Yeah. Yeah. Snowy. Great dog or greatest dog. Damn you. Oh.
1: Well, there is a uh, Clifford, the big red dog.
3: Oh,
1: and that's pretty spectacular.
3: Does that dog do uh, anything
0: besides be big and red, though? I mean, do, do, you, do you, like, look back... Emily at, life lessons. Does he? <laughs> does he aim? I, I know he exists and he's big and red, but does he actually teach anything? I don't, I don't know. I I think the
1: fact that he's big and red is all you need in life. But have uh, we,
0: let's recall what Snowy's great feats were. He's, like, saved a number of people a few times in this movie.
1: What about Lassie? Lassie saved people.
0: Lassie, don't. No, we don't talk about oh, Lassie. Benji,
1: <laughs> Benji was a good dog.
0: Okay, there's a lot of great dogs. Okay, we can <laughs> all. What about
1: Air Bud? Does Snowy play <laughs> basketball? No.
0: This. Oh, have you read all the Tin Tin comics? <laughs> I, I
1: no,
2: but I'm I'm pretty sure he doesn't play basketball.
0: That yeah, is a Snowy great point, went...
2: and he plays football too.
0: But Snowy has gone to space. Okay. So,
2: um, oh, okay. Have you That's
1: read idiot. the press release for Air Bud in space? <laughs> um. <laughs> Come on, competition.
0: You know, I'm going um, to, have to have to link to every airbud title in the show notes now.
1: <laughs> okay, you got me. I'll say Greatest Dog Ever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Oh, okay. Favorite... I'm, I'm going to go back to Lord of the Rings again. Okay. Uh, I guess favorite Lord of the Rings character. Uh,
2: that's a good question. I'm going to just go with something fun and say Treebeard. Because Yeah, because it's not the right answer but it's... <laughs> there are so many characters though it's an ensemble piece yeah. it is yeah but uh yeah treebeard beard he's, he's a good guy he uh takes care of the forest and uh helps folks out and then he gets really mad at uh sarman and destroys the other tower okay uh Aaron, best supporting actor goes to snowy or captain haddock
0: oh for this yeah. movie Okay, because if we are talking best supporting oh, no, no, actor, I've been yes, nominated, but that'd be cool. If well, no, no, but I mean, in general, if we are putting up a campaign, I've been trying to put up a campaign for Michael Fassbender's penis and shame. <laughs> so that's that's been my like that's been my platform I've been on for a while since I've seen Shame and Michael Fassbender's penis. But um, if we're going well, I'm just by that ca- snowy as well. Well, let me get to this. If we're going just, just by Tintin, to- yeah, obviously, obviously snowy. Snowy. I mean, as much as I like Andy Serkis, Captain Haddock, he's fantastic. Snowy's snow. That dog was doing tons of things throughout this movie. I, I, I was, was amazed by how much he was doing and how much he knew. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of Snowy love on my end. Snowy is played
1: by Fassbender's penis.
0: <laughs> no one's telling me that Weta didn't use Michael Fassbender's penis as a motion capture image. So until they prove me wrong, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with that. Cool. Okay, so I think that's everybody and that's how we play, Know everybody. You like how I say it all yeah. ironically, like <laughs> it, makes it, sound, it makes it sound like it's an official segment of what well, is official segment of the show. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to movie trailer talk where we try to discuss a couple of the newest movie trailers and we had a couple pretty big trailers come out this, you know, this week. So we're going to just talk about one and it's a little movie called The Hobbit An Unexpected Journey, the um, first of the two Hobbit films that are going to be coming out in the next two years, and both directed by Peter Jackson returning to the world of, well, The Shire and Lord of the Rings, Tolkien vs. So, (laughs) with all that said, this is, you know, the story of Bilbo Baggins, now played, well... In Ian Holm in the Lord of the Rings films, but now he's played by Tim from The Office. He's played by Martin Freeman um, as Bilbo, and he, it's a story of Bilbo journeying to the lonely mountains accompanied by dwarves, and Gandalf's around, and there's a dragon, and Gollum gets in here. There's a lot of things going on. I haven't read these books, so I don't know. There's hobbit stuff going on. But Jordan, I'm going to start with yes. you. What did you think of the trailer for The Hobbit?
1: I, I thought it was interesting that they didn't advertise that it's going to be two parts, or no. did they? And I just missed
0: that. No, actually, and they didn't advertise but I that, that it's either, but then, in three yeah, D. That'd be cool if it was an s- part. There was a three D tag at the very end, like in. Oh, th- was there? No, oh. it, it didn't say like in three D and in, like the in the text, <laughs> but it said it like in kind of the uh, the bottom of the screen kind of thing. Oh. But I mean, this is oh, just okay. this is just the teaser, so I guess that makes kind of sense.
1: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, I mean, come on, how can you not love it? It's it's Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Come on, it's, I can't wait, and the singing dwarves how, how, how can you not giggle when, when that begins i loved it
2: <laughs>
1: but there's no dragon i wish they would have shown the dragon they like, didn't they got to keep won't... the
0: dragon close to them they're the still best. filming that part they're still trying to figure out how to film that dragon <laughs> yeah because michael Fassbender's penis is only so big yeah. he's so pretty, it's hard to he's get
3: pretty the yeah. <laughs> get a male enhancement <laughs> <laughs> has
2: been what did you think of it uh it was pretty cool i mean it, it, was, it was i think it was pretty low key it provided us a glimpse back to the Shire, and I think everyone's excited about that. I like Martin Freeman; he's also in the BBC reboot of Sherlock as Doctor
0: Watson. Um, which co-stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock, and he is also in The Hobbit.
3: What?
0: My mind is blown. Yes, <laughs> but yeah,
2: it's pretty low key. They just basically have that uh, dwarf song, which is pretty cool. It's, it's a it's a nice little song. It kind of is haunting in a in a in a sort. Um, they don't really give that much away. It Really, is a teaser trailer, but it looks fantastic. You know, um, I I hope that it's up to to par with the others. Um, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. As it, as uh, an official maybe trailer number two comes out, I'm pretty sure that they'll have some more action scenes in it.
0: Yeah, um, I'll say this now. I'll say this. I'm I'm excited for this movie. Yes, I am. Now, watching the trailer, it just kind of, it did kind of remind me of how not like personal. I don't, I don't have much of a, a connection to the Lord of the Rings franchise. I didn't read the books. I liked movies more as they went along. Um, Fellowships, like, it's a, it's certainly a solid movie. Two Towers I liked more and Return of the Kings, a very good movie. Great. It's a great movie. I'm sorry, I'm not downplaying it too much. So watching the Hobbit trailer is like, yeah, it looks like we're back in, in this world again. So that's cool. And yeah, I am. I'm excited for this movie. It's a new Peter Jackson movie set in you know this world where he's clearly been able to strut his stuff pretty convincingly in the past because he's. They're certainly greatly made movies, regardless of how much I really like these movies. So yeah, I'm certain. I'm excited for the Hobbit. I like. And yeah, Martin Freeman. I, I I'm a huge, the original European the English office That's one of my favorite shows of all time. And the fact that he's like gone from being you know the the co the co lead in that series to being, Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit movies. That's kind of amazing to me i just love that fact and i'm also really excited about how peter Jackson is making this movie how he's shooting it he, jordan you know about this right he's shooting it at he's shooting it at 48 frames
1: i didn't know about that
0: yeah he's shooting he's shooting it in a he's shooting it in a way that's going to make this movie look pr- utterly fantastic when it hits screens it's the kind of way that like james cameron's been like pioneering for years where he's been like we need to shoot movies differently better and like he's using a red and there's a lot of like little techie details where i'm like this is gonna be crazy good and it's like in 3d in a way that i'm like i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with this movie in 3d so like yeah i'm i'm, I'm certainly excited for the hobbit i was i was taken aback by how um actually it's funny i was i was told this the other day about the books how they're kind of more the hobbit books are more they're more of um I guess kid kid friendly, like I guess skews yeah. towards skews towards a younger huh. age, opposed to the Lord of the Rings books, and that's something mm-hmm. I immediately noticed when I was watching the trailer, like the beginning of the trailer for The Hobbit, before you know, before it gets real, <laughs> and like they start they start battling stuff, and like Gollum comes out, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm in this movie, yeah. like I was, I was I was I was you know, it was like oh there's this is kind of those dwarves do know how of, to shuffle plates, yeah, exactly, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else about the Hobbit trailer?
1: I love the scene when. Uh... It looks like Gandalf and Galadriel are about to make out.
0: I had
2: no idea they had relations with each other.
0: Or, actually, I'm not they're even all, sure. They're, they're all old. <laughs> yes. They have needs. These needs. I, I, actually, I actually hear that... Um that uh, Ian McKellen's going to use Michael Fassbender's penis as a stunt oh, double Oh man, wow <laughs> That's cool
1: because and like, with that same also, size <laughs> You
0: know, you know I, I tweeted the other Allow day Allow me
1: to bend over
0: and pick up my wand I, uh, I tweeted the other day that uh, if only Peter Dinklage was cast as Bilbo Baggins, there'd be a lot less there'd be a lot less uh, to worry about budget wise <laughs> uh,
1: But they'd be spending half the time looking for him in the tall grass <laughs>
0: that's where I put it yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think that's about it for that trailer and yeah The Hobbit An Unexpected Journey comes out December 14th 2012 so cool, cool. and uh, yeah since this is you know we're trying to squeeze all we can in that's just the only, gonna be the only trailer we talk about today and we're gonna move on to our review of The Adventures of Tintin I
3: don't think you realize this But you're about to walk into a whole mess of danger. Look at this. The unicorn. What secrets do you hold? How could you let them escape?
0: All right, so that was a little bit of the trailer for the Adventures of Tintin, the new Steven Spielberg directed motion capture film, which stars Jamie Bell as Tintin, also Andy Serkis as Captain Haddock, and Daniel Craig as the evil villain Rackham, or Sackarin, <laughs> and um, the sugary thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, this Tintin is about well, boy, journalist, adult. It's it's kind of vague his his exact age, but he's a he's a famed journalist living in Europe. And he stumbles across a unicorn sailing model ship, buys it, and then is immediately, you know, accosted by a couple of men who want that ship for themselves. Tintin soon learns that the ship actually holds a small scroll inside of it, which needs to be combined with some others in order to reveal a secret treasure that's been lost by a famed pirate ship. Um, years and years ago, Tintin eventually winds up teaming up with Captain Haddock, who has been kidnapped, they've both been kidnapped, and they kind of team up together in order to find the treasure before the evil uh, Rackham can. And, you know, adventures and excitement, and Tintin's wonderful dog Snowy follows along, and all this stuff ensues. So, with all that said, start with Jordan. Jordan, what did you think of the adventures of Tintin?
1: I, I loved it, actually. I, I, I thought it was one of the most entertaining films I've seen this year um it kind of hits the ground running and never never stops to breathe which i feel normally would be grading and kind of a sign of a, a weak screenplay but under you know the the pedigree of filmmakers you've got it it really really works and um even the bridge scenes um for the next big action set piece i felt were were very entertaining and and uh all, all the actors are fantastic in it especially uh uh, Andy Serkis, who who gives layers to what would normally be a, a one note, bumbling, alcoholic type character. Um, I just thought the whole film was done with such uh, extraordinary grace that it's it, it turns out to be this year's, I guess, Indiana Jones, maybe, yes, perhaps. <laughs> no what do you guys think
0: we'll see Maybe. uh let yeah. me let me let me add some things here i i did mention yeah besides steven spielberg who directed the film it's also produced by peter jackson the screenplays by stephen moffat who currently runs doctor who and sherlock on bbc it was also that screenplay was also given a draft done by edgar wright of hot fuzz shot pilgrim and shawn the dead fame and joe cornish of attack the block fame and it has music by john williams there is, it's a, there is an extraordinary amount of talent involved in the, in the making of this movie. Anyway, yeah,
1: it, it, it's one of those films that you look at the writing, the, the writing and the directing. And you're like, okay, this is not going to be a bad film. This is going to be pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Abe, what did
1: you
2: think? This of This is a terrific action adventure uh, movie and. Um, very much agreed with what Jordan said. I think the only thing that I would disagree with is I felt those at the beginning was a little bit, uh, kind of just drops you there and then it kind of rushes a little bit. But once the action gets going, it gets going. And so I completely agree with that. The other thing that I would say is, yeah, the action set pieces are fantastic. You know, this is um, something that I really didn't know that much about i've never read the comics uh so i'm not really too familiar with any of these i did kind of think that snowy was was really over the top i was like no dog would ever do that but i was just like all right well i'm gonna buy into it because man screw it he's he's like an awesome dog you know
0: i'll I'll add something to this about snowy snowy in the comic talks like in his head to tintin or no he talks no he talks he's a talking okay. dog he 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 and tintin communicate with words
2: how interesting
0: it's kind of like it's kind of like stewie it's kind of like stewie and oh, brian okay. i think that's similar that's a think similar think relationship to to. i i see that, i see what you mean yeah yeah Compared to snowy in this film who doesn't talk but he's just awesome throughout because he seems to know he knows what's exactly
2: what's up. up and he knows how to like dodge and navigate traffic but um <laughs> Yeah, it was, a, it was a great action or a great uh, adventure story. I really enjoyed uh, Andy Serkis. Exactly what George said, the character development of Captain Haddock
0: is just, it was really well done. And um, Between this and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Andy Serkis is having a pretty good year once again yeah, in motion capture and roles. People wouldn't really know.
2: It's just, they would just recognize the name, but they would just be like, oh yeah, I mean, no paparazzi for him, which is great, I guess, you know. But overall, yeah, it was really enjoyable. I, I really was uh, excited
0: for what's gonna happen next. Cool. Uh, before I go, Jordan, are you familiar with the the comics at all, or the character of Tintin by Sir? Oh C.
1: yeah, oh. yeah. I I I used to read it as a as a, as a, wee,
0: as wee, a wee, wee lad,
1: <laughs> wee lad. <yes. laughs>
0: all right. Well, I asked that because Tintin, as some should or some are familiar, is as my friend put it tintin's like the sock is like soccer in america it's much more popular elsewhere in the world oh, and yeah. and all over but america's barely has kind of a tent connection to tintin okay. there was an hbo series which i used to watch and i i also did read the comics but i'm, I'm a, i was i'm a big tintin fan as well and um but yeah i did watch the hbo series which was on before babar or after oh, babar nice. back in the,
2: oh that's hey, right
0: way back in the babar season. yeah that's how that guy's oh, yeah. teaching you life lessons by being rich. <laughs> tinny tinny bad bar. Okay. But um yeah, that's uh but yeah, I, I, I have a I have a nice connection with Tintin. I, I really enjoy that series and that character as a whole. So seeing, you know, this pedigree of filmmakers involved in a Tintin film was like, My God, this is real, this is happening. It's it's almost like getting an Avengers movie. Like that's how crazy the concept of Tintin was for me. But it's happened. And yeah, this movie, like as you guys have said, is wonderfully enjoyable um i had such a great time watching this movie even with like some of the flaws which i'll get to but like it's such an enjoyable ride based basically because i like seeing spielberg's eye behind a mocap movie like this is such a, a neat departure for him because he has a way of shooting films and adding you know his kind of spielbergian qualities to it in terms of keeping it kind of lighthearted but always really exciting to watch with when it comes to like his action sequences and you know mm-hmm. things like an Indiana Jones movie or whatnot, and seeing him, you know, not be restricted by that in in a animated world where he can really kind of cut loose totally in a sense. Agreed. And yeah, he, he it's fantastic to see him at work at pl- playing here. Mm-hmm. Like there's a a wonderful, incredible long take late in the movie that's like this in fa- this fantastic chase sequence that just it, there's no cuts in it at all, and even in a mo- even in an animated feature where it's not. Maybe not technically as impressive as maybe a live-action film's one single one take. There's so much going on, and it comes together so well. And that just kind of that that exemplifies why I think this whole movie is just so much fun. It's just watch. It's it's just a really cool ride to be on watching this movie. All right. So yeah, those are my basic thoughts. Let's let's get into it a little more. Um, My the main. The main concern I have is is Tintin the character. That's like kind of the main thing that I think anyone can really Ooh. hark on upon as a uh, yeah as a flaw of the movie. Tintin's not a character. <laughs> he's he's vanilla. He he, <laughs> he is um, there is he has no personality. He's just very determined. That's his person. That's like that's him. He's he's oh, he's very goal driven and has no really defining characteristics about his persona besides the fact that he needs to find the story and do what's right because he's such a great guy. Here's a question: How yeah. old is Tintin? <laughs> That's a fun question, Abe. 60. Dot dot dot. So nobody knows. <laughs> it. No one really knows. He kind of. He could go anywhere between like twelve so and twenty-four. He's like, he's totally I think like that's.
2: Webster. He's like fifty, but he looks like he's eleven. Well, no, he's, he doesn't have. He doesn't have a disease. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's. Oh, wait for the sequel. That's
1: the big reveal.
0: I think. I think the movie kind of sets him up. He's you know probably in his early early twenties, very late teens maybe. But yeah, he, he kind of goes on his own and does his own does whatever. That you know, that everyone if wants tell to he's clearly. European. He like he wears capris. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry. But yeah, I mean, if there was a way to flaw the movie, and I mean, it doesn't even seem like a, it does even like a big flaw to me. But it's just compared to like the rough and tumble nature of Indiana Jones or like a more conflicted character. There's nothing really too Tintin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I thought a lot about um, uh, Captain America while watching Tintin. Well, That's I mean, yeah. Afterwards, where it's like, okay, both characters, you know, they're the same person. They are at the end. That they were at the beginning like they they were just good-hearted the whole time like there's no no arc it's just oh yeah they, they're a great person and they save the day and that's that's really all you need because both both movies are just done so well you don't really care yeah
0: there's that there's that but I think I think there's more there's more at stake when it comes to Captain America opposed to Tintin like Tintin at any point could have said "Uh, I'm done (laughs) he could have just like let it (laughs) home. that's what
2: he should have done because his mom was calling him for dinner (laughs) (laughs) I got it oh no now I can't feed but um, yeah I I, mean I never knew that I didn't know that about Tintin the character I didn't know that he didn't have a real persona you never really got a sense of what his interests are or kind of what kind of person he is so for this one yeah it seems like he's an adventure seeking i guess investigative writer uh who lives in his apartment or his flat as they would call it with his dog so um yeah i mean way to be so internationally <laughs> <laughs> i'm going with all the with all the terms i'm sorry I, i'm not trying to be demeaning I, i'm actually just I, the words just come up in my in my mind I it. Yeah. <laughs> um no but i mean again about the beginning it's like you know he. He starts out at a flea market kind of thing and it's just it, it was kind of weird because there's a there's like this american character and then you're not really too sure what's going on but again you know beyond that when the chase sequence happens it, it gets really good but i just felt as though the beginning was maybe it dragged a little bit or it just kind of put you out of place a little bit and maybe that was purposely done so
0: I, i'm not too sure but uh, i would say yeah that that makes sense for someone that's maybe not familiar with the world yeah. of tintin like And I mean, for anybody, even just because they're adjusting to this whole new world, that's, you know, anytime you have like a mocap film, you kind of have to, it seems like you'd have to adjust to what's being presented to you in the same way as, I don't want to use Polar Express as an example, because that movie's just crazy, (laughs) but like, you know, like Beowulf or even, actually, Monster House is a a great movie, but I mean, they all have their own kind of style to them, I guess. So it's kind of like, you know, settle in with what's going on and everything. And actually, by the way, I forgot to mention this, the, the opening title sequence that was really that was that was That's really fun. cool. Like, I, it was very it was very reminiscent well, of uh, Catch Me If You Can. can. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what
0: I thought. It had uh, this really cool John Williams score, mixed with like kind of the you know two D animated. Let's you know have a a nice cool overture to set up the movie and have an opening title scene. If yeah,
2: you get sick easily, viewers, you might throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a cool opening sequence.
0: What did we think of the three D in this movie? Did we all see it in three D or who yes, saw it? Yeah. In okay, so we all saw it in three D. What did we think of the three sure. D in this film?
1: I, I felt it was—it's it, so subtly used that I—I—I I, I, I felt it wasn't necessary. Uh, it, it didn't add anything, and i, I say see it in two D if you can.
2: Uh, I—I I disagree a little bit because I think that there were a few shots that it was very well played. Um, otherwise, it wasn't too too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it—it it was not. It wasn't really subtle. It was there, you could tell. But there were some scenes where it was done very well. But, again, when you when you compare it to a film like Hugo, man, Hugo is, like, way beyond this. You know, it's, like, way better than this, the way that they use the 3D in Hugo. But that's uh-huh. that's not taking anything away. I'm basically saying that, that Tintin used 3D pretty well, better than other films. But, I mean, um, maybe there wasn't a huge need for it. But, yeah, it added some, some depth for me, at least. Um, so it, it was...
0: It was worth it. I th- I think you should see it in three D. Abe, hey, I pretty much ex- agree with exactly what you said. Like, I if I get like Hugo, that's the movie that's that's, that's still it's really almost like the a gold standard. Yeah. yeah, Hugo's the only movie I'd recommend to see in three D. Still, but with yeah. that said, I wouldn't like hold it against you to see Tintin in three D. I think. Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there were, I think the depth is it's there. And I, I what I was most curious about this year actually was to see how Scorsese, Spielberg, and Michael Bay would handle three D in their respective <laughs> films. I'm serious. I, I was really curious what Michael Bayo did. And I think he did a very good job with the 3D in that movie, just regardless of our opinion of the Transformers <laughs> Dark Moon, which the three of us have all talked about yeah. in the past with Alan as well. But um, I think he did have a strong handle of the 3D in that when it caught, especially in the action sequences. I don't really need to see Ken Jeong in 3D again anytime soon, but the, <laughs> if you know, Hugo and Tintin with with Hugo, yes, that's movie. That movie is absolutely fantastic in 3D. And with Tintin, um, I yeah, I wouldn't say that Spielberg really kind of pushed the bar on how he used 3D in his film, which is a little bit, not disappointing, but it was a little bit surprising that I didn't get, like, a huge, like, oh, man, Spielberg doing 3D, this was amazing kind of sense. I just got more yeah. of a, well, he used it and it looked good enough kind of thing. But with that said, this has one sequence that's absolutely amazing, which is that pirate action yeah. sequence in the flashback. That's, that's kind right. of, that's that scene alone was like, okay, this is pretty cool yeah. watching three d that move that sequence had more, that had some of like the best pirate action I've ever seen and that includes all the pirate of the Caribbean I was films. like, that, like too. that was that was such a like an amazing there's, like, there's like, basically there's a whole flashback sequence where Captain haddock recalls some of his ancestors and it shows this amazing like pirate ship battle where like ships collide and like everything's going just exactly as you'd think like the greatest pirate dream fantasy would, would like how that would play out is in this movie. It's just insane. Like the work that was done here.
1: I love how it, it alternated between the flashback and Haddock.
0: Yeah. Like acting
1: out the event and
0: very cool. uh, Very cool. stuff.
1: it's definitely one of the most memorable scenes,
0: which I think brings me to the animation of this film. What did we think of the animation quality in this film?
1: I, I think that, you know, we we've seen this, this motion capture, in the past
0: yeah robert's is pretty much
1: <laughs> yeah but i think this is really the first time that we've been shown the format used to its full potential and i, I, I thought it was brilliantly used uh, m-
2: much more than than the 3d yeah yeah i'd agree with that yeah yeah i agree i mean it was it was yeah very well played i think that one of the best things about it is um you couldn't really tell like some some scenes, I was like, "Wow, those guys look really human." I was like, "Oh wait, maybe they are." And especially the scene where they're where he the the is going to use his secret plan to get the uh, the third scroll, um, where there are people sitting in a I guess in an auditorium outdoor auditorium. I was like, "Wow, those guys look really real." I was like, "Oh wait, because they are kind of real." Even uh, if they didn't, I mean, if it's just pure computer animation, is really detailed, really... I was paying attention to the background. There, were, They made sure that there were people moving, there were cars, there were clouds, everything like that. Um, I think I uh, have to very much give my full 100% agreement with Aaron, which is like, I thought about all of the imagination that Steven Spielberg could bring to this movie too and how he's basically unlimited in what he could bring to this movie and that made it extra special, which is to say, you know, uh-huh. he, can, he can make... The dam break. He can create this giant chase sequence. He can merge, you know, the sand and the sea together uh, seamlessly without making it look ridiculous. But about the transitions, that totally reminds me of like Tarsem stuff. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I mean, yeah, the motion capture I think was very well done. I mean, less creepy than than A Christmas Carol and oh, Polar Express. Yeah.
0: I, I, Christmas Carol. I, actually, that movie kind of was creepy, but that kind of was there was some intent involved in that, but yeah, Polar Express for sure. But I really like Beowulf a lot. Actually. I think that movie is a pretty fantastic motion capture movie, but yeah, I do, I do see what you guys are saying. And I do think that the motion capture, Nate, I can't forget about monster house too. I think too it's many people forget movie. about that movie, but that I, was, was motion I capture? think that's a really, yeah, that was a motion wow. capture. Movie. That's no that was, idea. That was a really solid movie. I, can't, I don't want to leave that one out in the cold, but yeah, Tintin is pretty fantastic here. And, uh, yeah, the animation look like it's there's certainly a there's a there's a stylized nature to how it's handled uh, like the, the in terms of like the characters look that's a good way of like, describing it it's like style. it's it's i mean because it's it's based it's based off a comic actually that was pretty funny at the yeah. beginning too when they had the <laughs> I think artist reading exactly yeah oh yeah <laughs> that was that was I a was nice
1: sold right at that moment i thought this is gonna be great <laughs> that, i love this
0: movie <laughs> that was pretty cute that was but um yeah. There's, I mean, the, the nature, I mean, there, it's a comic book. There's, it's a comic book. It's based on a comic book and the characters are all comic characters. And I think there's a neat kind of stylized way of representing all of them opposed to going like a photo real, realistic route, which, you know, tends to make things look creepier when you try to do that. Cause it's like, Oh, uncanny Valley time. Whoa. But the, uh, beyond the characters, yeah, all the environments and everything, the, um, I know, I know that, that, uh, Spielberg, actually, this brings me to this point. Spielberg's, um, cinematographer that he's using for quite a while, Janis Kaminsky, um, in, in Indiana Jones 4, he used Janusz Kaminski who shot it, and that was a lot of my main problem with that movie. And, yeah, not just CGI monkeys. Um, it was kind of the look of that film, because the previous Indiana Jones films had a very certain style to them. They're very, I've said, rough and tumble before, and they have a kind of a grittyish kind of look to them, especially Raiders, you know, being dragged in the dirt and the truck chase and all that. And that was something I was really annoyed with in 4, because it was so clean, it was so slick-looking. It didn't really look like a, a gritty action movie, as much as Raiders kind of is in its own way, like it looked like a big CGI fest, which is something I really didn't want to see in an indie movie. And even, and so it's kind of ironic that Tintin, a big a movie that's completely CGI, has better cinematography here than that Indiana Jones 4 did. Because Yannis uh, Kaminski was on once again here as kind of a consultant. It's like Pixar does this too, where they, you know, take in a lot of uh, famed cinematographers and kind of help them serve as kind of where they would put the camera if it was a live action movie to kind of assist on for an animated movie. And they did. And Gaminski did that here and it looks really cool. Like it has a great, there's a great style to how this movie plays out, how it looks visually, how it captures the sense of action and tension and scenes, and stuff like that. And I was really impressed with all that, with that aspect of the film. Speaking of the tensions, what did you guys think of the uh,
2: the tone in terms of you know some characters actually die in this movie, and during that pirate sequence, there was actually some pretty uh, intense stuff going on. So, what did you guys think of that? Well, it was
0: intense, and it's it's all bloodless, which is you know intentional, of course, because you know it is a PG movie. But um, I think about with the with the Tintin, you know, the story, the comics, the series, whatever. Like, it's all about lighthearted mm-hmm. fun, like and. And Tintin never really solves his problem. Tintin doesn't solve problems by shooting anybody. He solves his problem by either quick thinking and working things out logically or having coincidences kind of save his ass. That's 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 Tintin in a nutshell in terms of his adventures.
2: Huh. So he's just like incredibly yeah. lucky.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me
1: of uh, how how children's films used to be like with, you know, characters dying and 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 the the protagonist being placed in like real danger and it was scary mm. and 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 you don't see that often a good uh, these point. days and, and i i i was so overjoyed that that there were moments where you know, it's like wow tintin is in a load of danger he could uh, he could easily die right now see yeah you, um,
0: you have that it, but it's still very light. yeah it's true yeah. It i mean there's like the, the propeller
2: scene which is what i'm thinking is like that's pretty, you know. That's a pretty dangerous scene. But the dog is trying to save it, and you're kind of like laughing. And Haddock has his parachute on, and you're kind of laughing too. That's
0: that's that's Spielberg at work right there. That is pure yeah. Spielberg touches to make that scene work as a both, you know, dramatically tense and comedically tense yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so I, I thought it was
1: a great throwback to, to I guess '70s and '80s, yeah. and like Goonies. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I, was, I was thinking of the Fox and the Hound. I, I feel like I feel like like so many. People are, are worried about, oh, offending parents and scaring kids that that they forget. You know, children can, can take that. It's it's okay. They'll be fine. It's it's great entertainment. And I, I think Tintin is, is a film that kids are going to be just stoked to, to see again and and own on video. And same with parents as well.
0: I was thinking about the performances yeah, in yeah. general. One that I was um, kind of impressed with, a lot besides Andy Circus, who I think just can pretty much do it. I can't wait to see just more Andy Circus in live action roles, just because he's so good. He's going to be super awkward. Motion capture <laughs> roles. I don't know, he was in the Prestige. That was fun. But um, Daniel Craig in this movie, his other movie that opens this week, <laughs> Tintin, um, Daniel Craig, he was like, unrecon- he was acting in this movie, which I really enjoyed. He wasn't just playing Daniel Craig. And I, I kind of admired how the film, you know, it didn't just have like the actors looking like they would in motion capture form, like, uh, like Beowulf, for example which, again, I like that movie a lot, but, like, it's, you know, Angelina Jolie's in that movie and she looks like Angelina Jolie. Beowulf, or, I'm sorry, Daniel Craig in this movie as uh, as Red Rockin', like, he he doesn't look like Daniel Craig at all. He looks like this this evil conniving villain with the facial hair to match. Like, he has the <laughs> evil goatee and everything. And, he, and, like, it took me a while to be, like, even though I knew Daniel Craig was in this movie and he was playing that character, I was like, wow, this is, like, Daniel Craig actually kind of trying to play something, opposed to just, you know, you know, resting on well, it's going to be animated later, so I don't really need to do much. I I, I kind of enjoy I, I enjoyed him playing this villain character, quite a bit. The same yeah, the same with Andy Circus again, who pretty much you know he's like a chameleon. And then you also have Simon Pegg and Nick yes! Frost as the bumbling detectives that are trying to help Tintin out, which I really enjoyed as well.
1: I I had um, problems at, at at certain moments trying to distinguish like who is who uh, yeah, was, between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I was yeah, like, they, wait, they, is that is that oh my god, like they sound. Identical.
2: identical when i saw daniel craig in the the opening sequence i was like oh wow daniel Craig's movie!" and you're right i was trying to figure out who he was but i couldn't figure it out at all i had to look up uh it i had to look it up on online later and i was like wow that was daniel craig i couldn't tell at all so it's pretty cool that he, he he's acting but for a voice um which you don't really see that often you know when, whenever you see animated films you always have the characters or the the actors just using their regular voices
0: in the uh i would say in the in the not necessarily lazier but in i mean my mind immediately goes to dreamworks films because dreamworks kind of tends to cast big name stars as opposed to pixar uh-huh. who cast tends to cast who's right for this part regardless of how popular they are as a film character yeah. so yeah it seems like the, you know both the pixar approach where they did they did not really good to daniel craig just to be like hey we can have james bond right. movie which is actually it's kind of neat actually since was always wanted to do a bond movie <laughs> but see but but uh seeing Daniel Craig in this movie and, you know, playing a character. It's kind of like, um, like despicable me actually kind of comes to mind. Aww, thing, even though good. I'm not a huge oh, yeah. fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of that film, but it has like, it has Russell Brand playing a character who you can't recognize as Russell Brand. It has um, Jason Siegel playing a character. Who you can't recognize as Jason Siegel. It has that kind of quality to it where you're like, these are characters that are actually trying to, you know, play something mm-hmm. different, not just go on what works for them all, yeah. all the time. So kudos to those guys. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Jordan, I asked this of you last week, but what did you think of J- John Williams' score for this movie?
1: You know, with, with the exception of the opening theme song, I, I, I wasn't blown away by it. It, it. it reminded me a lot of um, just a rehash of his early Harry Potter scores, actually. I, I, I was really hoping he would have used more of, of the, the, the French musical uh, motifs, but we're only treated to that a couple of times throughout. I was kind of bummed out. It's something that I, I forgot. A half hour after watching the movie i i couldn't hum the, <laughs> the score at all it's yeah. forgettable
0: yeah I, def- I definitely know what you mean about that it's not one of the uh, it's yeah it's not a, it's not it's not a it's not a hum worthy <laughs> score <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which is a shame
1: because uh his his warhorse score is phenomenal oh i'm looking forward to hearing that then yeah yeah it's definitely him phoning it in yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's got an auto tuner
0: on
1: his head. Like, just just take these uh, Harry Potter cues and mix
0: them around, add a little, add add some croissants (laughs) on them. Here's some
2: here's some hook.
0: (laughs) Here's some hook. That was a good soundtrack. Do we want to do we want to talk about uh, uh, Captain Haddock a little more and Andy Serkis' character? uh, Because opposed to Tintin, who you know, as I've said, there's no real character there. The the true you know character that kind of develops in this film is Captain Haddock.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, uh, Jordan said it best. There's a lot of character development there. You can't really like him in the beginning. He's kind of just this idiot drunk, and then you figure out his storyline, and wow, it's it's intriguing. He was one of my favorite characters in this movie, actually. It, it goes back to the strong writing that they have for him, I guess. It's just, you know, uh, and... The portrayal of him through Andy Serkis, You're giving him the range of emotion, the the anger in his voice, you know, the uh, the the sorrow, everything, you know, is, is great. Yeah, if he, if he
1: hadn't been in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes early, earlier this year, I'd definitely say that he he would, deserves an Oscar nomination for the character. He just makes it seem so easy, and yet at the same time, I can see people writing off the performance because it's it's a children's mm-hmm. film, which is a shame because yeah. it's it's outstanding. Agreed. Yeah, and hell. He should get two nominations. Why not? <laughs> yeah, and, and as I said before, you know, on paper, you know, it could really appear as a one-note character, but he had so many layers to mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's such a joy to watch.
2: Agreed.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, what what did you guys think of the kind of the humor in this film? It's very um. It's very slapsticky. <laughs> I think it worked well. I mean, it's almost like. Uh,
2: when it needed to be there, it was there, and when it hit, it hit pretty well. You know, like uh, I, my I, most of my audience was older, um, probably like in their forties and fifties. Um, so they right that yeah oh, oh, that wow. off the bat reminded me of Hugo. I mean, there were children there, but you know, it was very much like uh, so everyone got the jokes. Uh, it was it was good, and um, they were well played. So if if what you're what Aaron you said earlier about Spielberg really yeah. knowing. How to, how to create that kind of uh, humorous tension yeah, he, he did it very effectively
1: yeah I felt really appropriate i i never uh rolled my eyes it, nothing really made me laugh out loud but i was smiling consistently throughout the <laughs> film so well played Spielberg
2: <laughs> well you played.
1: win this time <laughs> you charmed <Yeah. laughs> me no yeah it, it is very charming the humor
0: okay actually here i do have a there's kind of a problem associated with that sort of what's that um, is that because that sequence is fantastic it's utterly amazing in every respect and like the way it all comes together the music I think actually in that scene was pretty awesome Just, even though I can't hum it right away but it was like everything about that came together the way it was all it all functioned to like com- just with all the other action, along with all the other action of this film, it just perfectly came together. You, you always understood what's going on. It was incredibly lighthearted and fun, yet also really tense and exciting in terms of his Tintin and had it going to get away from, from saccharine in time and all that. Now, with all mm-hmm. that said, the film peaks there. It's very, it very noticeable yeah. peaks there. And because after that is basically the climax of the film after some quick witted thinking gets them to another location and you have a final action set piece, which is, I mean, it's impressive and it looks great, but it kind of pales in comparison to that last sequence. Yeah, and you're so right. when that scene is done, you're like, and then the movie basically ends after that. You're like, oh, well, okay, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I, st- I, st- it's, it's what holds me back from you know really, truly loving this movie with all my heart. And with that, I just you know still think it's a very great movie to watch and very enjoyable. But like, there's kind of a lack of still wasn't as weird as Dragon Tattoo. Ending forty minutes after they finished everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk about that episode. tomorrow. That's I a, love that movie. That's a different. That's a different episode, and we can get to the specifics in that plot at another time. But, y- y- but no, y-
1: the uh, the the scene definitely reminded me last week of Mission Possible where so much hype was built around this one scene, and and for me, it definitely lived up for that to to the hype
0: for sure. Both times, but in that in that in that way, like. As cool as the Dubai sequences in Mission Impossible Four, I and the movie, sure it peaks there in terms of like it's like the coolest scene of that movie, like it's utterly fantastic. But I don't think the, I don't think the 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 set pieces that follow afterwards pale in comparison, or you know make me like wish I was just still in Dubai as opposed mm-hmm. to Tintin, where I was like. Well, yeah, that was cool too, but yeah, it was no it was no chase sequence that lasted for five minutes in one shot. So, and uh, yeah, you're right. But
1: in, in terms of just like the the standalone scene,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah, that's the set. Yeah, so it, it just felt like I guess the movie was a little anticlimactic for me since it since it seemed like it peaked early.
2: Yeah.
0: With that said, I'm completely excited for you know another one of these movies, and I hope because the 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 plan is that Spielberg did this one, and then Peter Jackson would direct the oh, sequel, wow. and then they would both te- they would both team up and direct the third one. So like if that if they all pull that off, more power yeah. to them. Because I'm certainly excited to see more films from this universe.
1: And it you know ends on the, the setup for the sequel. Yeah, yeah for sure they, they completely, completely just... just leave it open.
0: There's no <laughs> guessing about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like the Your Highness of endings.
0: <laughs> that's that's the that's the te- that's the phrase I've been hoping would catch on all year. <laughs> Whatever whenever you have a cliffhanger ending.
1: <laughs> that's the Your Highness. They really they
0: really Your Highness that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's that's how Black Swan ended.
0: They're really your highness Wait. that one.
1: <laughs> um, sex in the City
0: three. Oh man, they're really your highness. Sex in the City two. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see where they go after that.
1: And mid climax.
0: Yep. Anything yeah. else about uh, Tintin before we kind of move on to other things? I guess.
1: No, I mean it. It, it is fluff, but I think it's supremely enjoyable and. And it definitely harkens back to you know to, to that certain place of shared venture that was so prominent in childhood and in most ev- most most everyone's hearts. So you know, and, and for that, yeah, it's not great, but I, I love the hell out of it, nevertheless. It's no Hugo.
0: Oof!
1: Yeah, I'll say that. Although that's like comparing. Apple
0: Store just, mm-hmm. I suppose. No, not as, I mean, in the case of this film, yes, but like on the outset, I don't think you'd automatically assume that it's not going to be some Hugo because you got such a great pedigree of filmmakers working yeah. to make it. But uh, yeah, I know, I know exactly, I know what you're saying. And yeah, I agree that it's a very, it's a, it's certainly a wonderful movie to watch. It's very enjoyable. It's very lighthearted. And it's very accessible to, to everybody. It's certainly, it's a, you know, it falls in that Muppets category of I don't see why people wouldn't enjoy watching this movie and having fun. Um, so yeah that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Uh, so I guess we'll get to our rating then. Each week we try to rate the films based on when you should go and see them. So uh, Jordan, where would you put it on our, our traditional scale?
1: Oh, definitely theater. Like, it, it was so much fun watching with a, with a crowded theater and listening to everyone applaud. and it, it's, it's really an interactive film to, to see with, with a group of people
2: cool. on a big screen. Abe? Yeah, uh, theater. Um, in 3D. My theater applauded too, and it was that fun. It was that great.
0: Yeah, I had the same reaction there. Theater, audience with me had a, had a ton of fun. we were I just digging it. Just a really cool movie, and I really hope it catches on more in America. I know it's made a ton of money overseas. It has. So I far. saw that on Box Office Mojo. Yeah. It did. It did come out like back in October. Over, over yeah. oh, in the okay. In the rest of the world and out here. Or, yeah, out here, it just came out, you know, now over holiday week, the holiday weekend here. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it, hoping it does a good share because I know it's, you know, it, it's a different sort of film in a sense, just because of what, as I've mentioned, it's a European mm-hmm. character. It's kind of it. So I, I hope the interest kind of, you know, gains over like here now, too as well overseas it,
2: they've already made back with the budget oh more than the budget of the film yeah more yeah it's got yeah. It's, it's over yeah, 200 yeah, million already and the overseas, budget was say, around it's, it's 130 or 150 yeah it's Holy cow. good so, for attention
0: yeah and that I, that's actually going to cover our box office this week because we didn't really have much to do with the it's it's such a hectic schedule right yeah. now we're recording really way earlier than we normally do and there's no real with the holidays and how everything's playing out, there's no real way to do box office appropriately, as much as I know Abe loves yeah. doing the box office segment every week. So, uh, yeah, we'll kind of skip that one, but we can do a little retro review, even though we've talked about a lot of the movies that we kind of were reminded of by Tintin, but were there any others that you guys thought of, uh, Jordan? Captain America. Captain America, yeah. That was that was a, that was a, that was a neat choice, actually. I like that one. That was pretty good.
2: Abe? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, really just the Indiana Jones and not really the Crystal Skull one, but the others where you had a really good time and you are really involved in the in the
0: story. I actually did think of Crystal School quite a bit just because I was trying to compare the two and I wouldn't say that Tintin's necessarily the Indy 4 that everyone was hoping for. I wouldn't agree with that really just because well, I don't hate Indy People were four saying that? And, oh yeah. I've heard a lot of people saying that oh man, Tintin, this is the Indiana Jones 4 that we should have seen. And like, I get it because people, a lot of people were obviously disappointed with Indiana Jones 4 but I still, again, I don't hate that movie but I think Tintin's its own beast. I think it's its own kind of its own thing it's not the same as an indiana jones type movie even though actually i didn't even get into this but when raiders came out when raiders of the last Ark first came out one a couple of reviewers compared that movie to tintin which spielberg had never heard of at the time and he had since after that he he got he became a huge fan of tintin he bought all the comic books and he was really into it so that's you know that he wanted to make it he's wanted to make a tintin movie since the since the 80s and how now he's finally got to do so and uh but both of those, you know, they have a similar kind of pulpy, serial tone to them. So, gotcha. It's it. it, it that's why it obviously begs comparison to those movies. An, an adventurer going out to, you know, find some lost treasure. We're pretty obvious. Obviously.
1: Indy Four is awesome. <laughs> to help those people, that's are you? What I have are, to say.
0: are you a man that, that loves Indy Four?
1: Yeah, I, I have no problem with Indiana Four. I I, I saw it at the Midnight Show. How, how, I, I, many I, people
0: saw the midnight show doesn't mean they all loved it
1: <laughs> I, I no and, and and i i i left the theater thing oh man that was so awesome that was amazing and i heard all these people just bashing it and my heart was broken. yeah
2: I, I think i went home a bitter bitter man <laughs> no jordan felt the cruel world <laughs> no i think that if you really let yourself go with indiana ford um it was actually a really fun movie you know forget the aliens Die and stuff like me. that and forget giant ants but it's like yeah, the concept of giant ants itself—that you know, that's pretty clever. But it's—I
0: don't mind the ants. I think the ants was pretty. Cool. That was gross I, how I, they I, just like invaded. It, him. In terms of in terms of fighting it, yeah, I, and I don't I don't mind the fridge actually. That's what, that's what they're that's I I like the fridge So what? Like, if
2: if you didn't buy in at that fridge scene, you're not gonna like the movie. And I bought in at that <laughs> fridge frid- scene. I
0: liked it. The fridge the fridge scene is fun to me. That just yeah. makes that that. I got I watched that scene. I'm like, well, of course he did. He's Indiana yeah. Jones. And it's lined with <laughs> yeah. lead. Of course
2: he's okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: they set it up they made it realistic because it said lined with lead. But it's based the um, yeah. It, not to digress too. And, and it's, when people say it's, like, it's, it's, it's oh weird. that
1: wouldn't happen that fridge scene that's so unrealistic I'm like do you realize he runs from a big
0: ball in the first movie that's, like, my, that's been my what? argument too yes. what is the matter with you who sets up booby traps where if you touch sunlight spikes come at you how does that work <laughs> obviously the lions <laughs> now again I don't love Crystal Skull I don't think it's a, I don't think it blew me away it's certainly it's my least favorite of those movies but I did have fun with it up to a point And that point's when Shia LaBeouf got with CGI monkeys swinging through the trees. That kind of, that that irked me. And I mentioned already that the cinematography, it did bug me in that movie just because Frank Marshall, the producer, promised me that that movie would be shot the same way as they did the other ones. And then here we are with all these green screen backgrounds, and I was really annoyed with that. But I still had a decent amount of fun for the good hour and Fifteen minutes, I believe, is the exact number where I'm like, okay, this movie's not as good as it could be. <laughs> that, okay, that's, that's a lot like of that. crystal. That's Skull a nice regression. We're back to the show. Yeah, back to the show now. Oh. Yes, I want that to be it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Ten Ten, lots of fun. People should go see it. And we thought of other movies that are cool too. So revisit the Indiana Jones trilogy and possibly the fourth one if you feel like it. I guess it's our moral of that story. Um, so let's. Cool. I I can do. We can do a little game time. Yeah, I think, think we've we got, we got some time here. Time here. I think we got some. I think we got some time for for a little bit
3: of.
1: That is really loud. Um, i not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> I okay. Um, I'm editing. playing the, the, the earphones.
0: <laughs> okay. I have. I'll do one game just because I have this up already. It's the alternate The alternate yes. movie titles game. I, I've created more alternate movie titles, and some of these are really obscure. And I actually, I even had to write the names down of the films just so I wouldn't forget what they are. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll do the first one to three wins. Okay, here's the first one: Mighty Octagon. Uh, Super Eight. Abe is yes! always good at this game, and he gets points. Okay.
1: Oh no! I get it. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So Jordan, now you're now you're on your toes here. Okay. <laughs> Abe has one. Here we go. Look, boys.
3: Sisterhood
0: of the <laughs> they're not antonyms watchman look <laughs> abe's abe is great at this game i don't understand how this abe is the only game. game i wish i needed more of this
2: because this is the only game i've ever
0: win look boys and he somehow got watchman from that i thought that was terrible <laughs> okay here here's this one might be easy it might be hard i'm not sure gear
2: drive
1: fast furious drive
0: no that's actually that would have been good though but no. Gear. Uh, is this yeah, the Nicolas Cage Ridge movie? movie?
2: Ah.
0: No. Ghost Rider. No, it's a one word title, I'll give yeah. you that. Trespass. <laughs> <laughs> Gear. Uh,
1: is it a Hold on, is it a recent movie or when, a, when was this 2000s. movie made? 2000
0: 2000 There there was a sequel. Oh. Fast and Furious. No, it's a one word title. Gear. Oh, See, that's one word. Um
2: there was a sequel. Oh, man. Gear. Gear. Uh, uh Gear. G-E-A-R.
1: Yeah. I know how to spell. <laughs> 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 Who was I'm in it? Kelly Blanken. Clue.
0: There was a European gentleman in it. What?
1: There's like a European an gentleman. English, in
0: every film. An English gentleman in it. An English gentleman in it. Mm. Some might say he's expanded. Is this crank? Damn it, Abe! I don't want to. Join is that the really game. what it was? <laughs> it's crank. Yes. <laughs> I I was thinking of Jet Li movies. <laughs> <laughs> the English, <laughs> English a that is Jet Li. <laughs> Woo! Sweet. It is crank. Abe went three for yeah. three. Well, well, well done, Abe. That was that was pretty well, good. My well, I I Thanks. Yeah, I did this for you. Okay. All right. Um. Well, yeah. I wasn't really Jet Li movies. So <laughs> sure, sure you weren't. Okay. Um, that's gonna. Since this is the bonus episode, say, yeah. we, only have so, we, we only have so much time, so we're gonna just kind of wrap things up a little bit. Uh, next week, or not next week, but in the next few days, or whenever this gets released, we're gonna record some point sooner rather than later. Though, we're gonna talk about the girl with the dragon tattoo. Um, there will be maybe a very special guest. I hope so. A very very special guest. That'd be it'd be really cool if we can get this guest on. Um, there's also you know. We're trying to decide actually about like, since we're doing bonus episodes and I think Girl of the Dragon Tattoo is going to be a very popular movie to see we might do like an all spoiler episode of Girl of the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, we've got to do that. I think that'd be kind of cool actually. To, uh, let's just settle on that. We're going to do a very spoilerish episode for jo- Girl Girl of the Dragon E4 Tattoo. Just so, kind of, just so we can really dig into the plot and how everything plays out in that film. So yeah. Even though it's a very predictable film. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll get into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll try to we'll do, we'll do a bonus episode it's going to be very, you know, all bets are off kind of we'll talk about everything for that one. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll get, you know, a good number, good number of people in on that one, including our very, very special guest. Yeah, nothing to predict because it's, you know, still that weird so holiday season it, busy. Actually, you know what? Let's predict something right now. Let's predict how much money The Darkest Hour is going to make on Christmas Day.
2: Uh, oh, $200 million.
0: Oh my Come gosh, on. that was like perfectly my
2: guess. <laughs> don't
1: don't bullshit me. $200 million. Jordan, Jordan, in the right,
0: bank. Jordan, are you planning on seeing The Darkest Hour on Christmas Day? Oh, hell yeah. Are you? because oh, yeah. cuz me and possibly a very very special guest are going to go see that movie and we'll probably want to talk about it as well so maybe oh, you man. could be involved in that one <laughs> I'm Do uh, you know who you're talking to? Okay. I'm going to go see it. I'll I'll keep that in mind then. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we're going to talk about the girl with the dragon tattoo It will be a big spoiler episode and you know, we'll see we'll get that all going sooner rather than later. Anyway, that's going to do it this week for our bonus episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at thecodeseek.com where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as at ysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews as well as all the top ten lists that are coming out. Me and all the other guys at Yso are having all our top ten Blu-rays and top ten films of the year lists being posted. So, you know, stay tuned for all those if you go to ysoblue.com because that's the place to be to get those and well as, you know, other fun reviews and stuff. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe. You can find more of my work at walrusmoose.blogspot.com. Two animals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com
2: and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. And Jordan. Find more life musings
1: at damndirtyblog.blogspot.com. Which he has actually updated recently. Today. It was amazing. Um, And I'm halfway through the uh, dragon tattoo review, so (laughs) hey. (laughs) Um, And also Facebook and Twitter. Don't send me a farm bill request or I will delete you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Great. And of course, you can find all our shows on iTunes at hhwlod.com where you can also find the other shows on that network, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and Legion of Dudes podcast. They're just fun podcasts. They talk about comics and games and other fun stuff. I'm talking so, so fast, by the way. outnow.podomatic.com You can find all our recent episodes as well as a couple bonus ones. You can also email us at gmail. at Sorry. You can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com where you can commend Abe on his once again winning the alternative movie titles game and also make fun of him for somehow winning at the alternate movie titles game <laughs> as well as praising jordan for coming on on such short notice because we need you us jordan. To on with us. <laughs> sorry and, i was asleep for half the day no worries you can also <laughs> like our page at facebook.com slash out podcast where we will have so much fun updates i'm even going to put a holiday update on there as soon as i'm done recording this because it's always fun to do that so with all of that said, that was Out Now with Aaron and A. Bonus episode for Adventures of Tintin. We all had a fun time, so go and see it. It's a fun bonus. movie. Bonus! Yep, yep. Christmas in the Hollis, y'all leaders. <laughs> Aaron was talking so fast, it was almost as if the Academy
2: Award music was in a play because his speech was too long.
0: And now I'm stopping the recording. Yeah, G E